Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Bada-bing, bada-boom, bada-brap-brap-brap. What up? <laughs> Welcome to... You're excited. I'm excited, okay? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you, too, my friend. Welcome to the Playmakers. We are here for the next... Two hours as we are each and every weekday on this dial, 1140 The Bet. You've come to the right place. Uh, my voice uh, has a name, Lindsey Brown. Hi, or Lindsay. Cross the glass for me from the, or for the very first time, my co-host, Adrian Hernandez. It's official. I don't have the clapping sound ready, but thank I, you. you know, we don't even need the sounder. I'll thank give you the you. real authentic thing. And, and you we know have to I put knew? it on the gram. You know how I knew? How? When I came into work today, got in the office. And you know what you left me? Because you knew I didn't have any. You left me a family pack. I don't even know where you got the family pack because they don't have them at Albertsons or Sam's Club, but a family pack of Gushers. And that's real love, Lindsay. That's a true friend. And I didn't even break into the box of Gushers myself before I gave them to you. That truly is the extension of love. It was a 20-pack, and there was 20 in there. You can have some. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I I appreciate that. There's a reason why I don't dip into the Gushers because that's a door that is very hard for me to close once it has been reopened. Even uh, Dominic Lavoie brought Gushers in here on Uh, Sunday when we were recording the latest episode of the Nightcap, which is available on the Odyssey app for free on the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. And he's like, Gushers. I'm like, I wish I could. (laughs) You you guys have no idea how difficult this is for me. But Your self-control is fantastic. I'll put it in the cabinet. To a fault. To an absolute fault, let me tell you. But it does keep me out of a, a, a few playground scraps here and there. But we're very happy to have you here uh, for the long haul, Adrian. It's been uh, fantastic so far. And while Ooh. we have agreed to keep you, let's be honest, the ice is thin everywhere. Exactly. We, to, it, we live in the desert. We can't exactly. assume that there's permafrost anywhere around here. Now we go to work. Yes, now we go to work. And what we do when we go to work is we talk about the sports and other things. We have our can opener here to get uh, uh, underway in a few minutes. Joe Ostrowski joins us to talk about sports betting and recapping you know, the, the divisional weekend as well as previewing what uh, some of the early lines are showing for the uh, championship matchups in the NFL. We got the Vegas Golden Knights and the Carolina Hurricanes. Starting off at 4 p.m., they were victorious last night, one to nothing against the Washington Capitals. Michael Amadio with the uh, game-winning goal, fourth line grime fest. You love to see it. We got footiest of footballs, including I don't know, just me being right. Uh, mostly that's half of our show, and uh, more hockey talk down the stretch. And we'll kind of just let things fly where they go uh, for the second hour because now we're we're dealing with the with the rest of the abyss. Now we're dealing with the future. We are standing on the precipice of it. And so let's just start off with our can opener, our can of corn, can of worms, can of whoop ass. We are here for all of it. And our topic today starts in the world of baseball. Adrian, 
Where in the world of baseball? The Hall of Fame. We are minutes away from the 2020 Hall of Fame election announcement. 2022. 2022, excuse me. Um, So this year uh, is a big year for a couple of the players that are on the ballot for the very last time. You might have heard of them. Mm. Uh, We got names like Barry Bonds, Kurt Mm. Schilling, Roger Clemens, and then also not for the very... Last time. Last time, but it is first time and causing a little bit of controversy is David Ortiz because he's a designated hitter. Big puppy! Yeah. I'm a so, huge fan. So I, I want to, I guess what we should do is last year give you the percentages. With baseball, you need to get 75% of the vote from the baseball writers to get into the right. Hall of Fame. The so, baseball writers determine who gets the honor and who doesn't. And that's it. And nobody was elected last year. Zero people were elected into the Hall of Fame because nobody needed any good news or good stories last year. That's kind of insane. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> baseball, this is not going to be the happiest segment for, for baseball, and none really are because it's just a game in a, a state of affairs that has been under their own control. Like, the environment that they find themselves in, it's their own fault that they're here. And we're not here to talk about the merits of, well, if you did steroids, should you be honored? Because that's, that's a personal thing. That's, there's cheating, and then there's what happened to baseball in the 90s. Because for how bad it was and how uh, big of a departure it is from the integrity of the game and all that, it saved its ass because it was in deep trouble in the 90s. We all know this. But last year, as you mentioned, in terms of the, the voting percentages, Barry Bonds had 61.8% uh, Roger Clemens had 247 votes for 61.6%. Uh, somebody called Scott Rowland had 212 for 52.9%. Scott Rowland. I don't know that is. They called him the roller. Rowland, Rowland, Rowland. Third base. Limp he had a, a huge fan. He had a great, great batting stance. Yep. Yep. Absolutely he did. <laughs> uh, but as you mentioned, Schilling, Bonds, Clemens, all with their final chance on the ballot. And, Adrian, would you allow them in? Um, I'm fine with, and I guess I'm fine with it. I'm fine. I don't want Kurt Schilling in the hall of fame uh, for, for, for differing reasons, for personal reasons. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's kind of interesting. And you know, someone could call me hypocritical. You're like, well, you're fine with cheating the game, quote unquote, but someone who didn't cheat the game, but has different opinions, no matter how crazy and outlandish they yeah. are uh, from my perspective. And also it is interesting that, so with the percentages, Last year, Kurt Schilling was the closest. He had 71.1%. Mm-hmm. Granted, probably one of the best top five, top ten, greatest postseason pitchers of all time, not necessarily in the regular season. Right. Um, but to me, like, to leave out Barry Bonds is it's just asinine. The home run yeah. king. Uh, how many times did he win the MVP? Uh, a four-time uh, MVP, seven-time MVP winner, excuse me. Um, on base percentage, eighth in slugging, like the statistics, all of those things are there. Before he started cheating, when he was winning MVPs with Pittsburgh, when he was like 150 pounds, he was one of the best players. And then afterwards, which he never tested positive, but let's be honest, neither did, you know, the Alex Rodriguez is the only one who actually technically tested positive while he was playing. Um, that That's of controversy this year with the ballots. But to leave out that history in a sport that is so exactly. dependent on history. That counts every single damn thing that happens on that field. Every ball, every strike, every throw. What order did the throw go? We have that as well. We have every single thing. And as you were saying earlier, 
it's a little hypocritical for you to go back and forth. Well, this person should be allowed in. Baseball is the same freaking way because if they're going to characterize themselves as America's game, as the pastime, you have to call all of your children your children, right? There is no favoritism here because technically the Hall of Fame is voted on a bunch of writers. And they're ruining the sport that they so uh, boldly, quote-unquote, cherish and protect and shepherd, apparently, through. Because what it says to me about Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and just kind of this pushback, because I'm not the biggest diehard baseball fan, but I sure as hell played a lot of backyard baseball when I was growing up. Legendary. Legendary game. That's what truly connected me to that sport. And you know what names were on that game? Barry Bonds. Mark McGuire. Barry Larkin, Frank Thomas, Kenny Lofton, Jose Consenco, Alex Rodriguez, Kurt Schilling, Mo Vaughn, Raul Mondesi, Ken Griffey Jr., Vlad Guerrero Sr., Jeff Bagwell, Nomar Garcia-Para, Larry Walker, Jason Giambi, he wasn't a Chipper senior. Jones, Derek Jeter, Mike Piazza, Tony Gwynn, Jason Kendall, uh, Cal Ripken Jr., Carlos Beltran, like uh, Pudge Rodriguez, for God's sakes, you know, Randy Johnson, who... You did not want running the bases in that game, let me tell you. But he could throw. <laughs> he could throw the heat there. 100%. Him and Pete Wheeler were not going to win any 40-yard dashes. Pete but Wheeler. in terms of what this does, because this is a sport that is struggling to maintain fans, to gain attention, to, to maintain talent in a lot of ways. And yep. it's hard for me not to draw the ripple effects of, of a lot of what baseball is dealing with, with – some of the shared themes we're discussing today, which is this delegitimization of certain players and eras, and that it's coming home to roost because guess what? All of those players that I just mentioned, the ones that are quote-unquote dirty, you guys say they don't belong in the history, whether they're whether it's right or wrong. Which and they that's are. the problem with history. We, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be selective like that. You yeah. bring in everyone. And it's also like you're not going to have them in the Hall of Fame, but these statistics, and they are still correct. There's not an asterisk to them, right? So we'll still now, can't include you in the highlight packages, especially since we're not talking about any current players because we're in the lockout. So you think in 50 years from now, someone's going to look at it and Barry Bonds isn't in the Hall of Fame, but they're like he's the home run king, but he did this, this, and that. It doesn't make any sense. And your point of you by delegitimizing an era, you're also turning away some of the fans from that era. Yes. Because you're saying that their memories are dirty. Which and is that their us. memories are wrong. Which is us. And we're the we biggest were... consumer population in this uh, global economy, are we not? Yeah, we were kids. Now mm-hmm. we're adults. Now we can buy stuff. And now we're having kids. And we're having kids. You think yeah. we're going to put them in the put them in baseball? You think we're going to bring them to the games and stuff outside of like your once a year just for the half price beers thing? No. Yeah, or struggle to try to no. like show my son to keep his attention for a exactly. game that's three or four hours There's long. There's so many reasons to move away from baseball for a bunch of different factors that don't actually depend on baseball. But the problem is that baseball doesn't take care of the things that it can. And like I said, I'm not here to make a ruling on whether or not they should be in. I'm just saying everyone should like, if there's, you need to note this historical record. If they hit those home runs, if they accomplish those things, let them in. Let everyone in, and let's just call it how we see it. And then we start marking these the, the way it's meant to. But is there a limit for you? What do you because, mean? like, for me personally, one or two things off the field, like Kurt Schilling and his comments, I could tolerate. The thing with me with Kurt Schilling is that it's over time. This has been 
mm-hmm. since 2014, since he got fired from ESPN, and even before that, when he got sure. warnings, like it was the repeated things, and like you can't have someone who has that thought process to be honored because when you get into a Hall of Fame, in essence, you're being you are in the. A- I just don't of agree history. with judging people history on the moral compass of a few, but I suppose that's really on really how all history works. I mean, it? yeah. So, but so for you is there is no limit. Like if if someone does something terrible, like it, it turns out to for be a for the sake of or... this conversation and this argument. Yes, technically, yes. And that it that's a painful thing to say too. That's that's ultimately like, well, are you free or are you not free? Are you letting everyone in or are you not letting everyone in? That there's there's a true, honest, underlying truth to that. There's the haves and the have-nots. But I just I think it does baseball disservice to keep pushing back on this and and to keep bringing this back up i'm like just let it go chill out let them in legitimize it and move on and what can baseball turn into if they just moved away from their own negative storylines like if you just let it and again it's about baseball writers like hall of fames in general are kind of going out of style because it's a bunch of older people that don't play making these judgments versus like an all pro selection or an all-star selection it's often voted on by your your contemporaries, by your fellow players, by people that, that are actually in the game. I think players put a lot more stock into that. Now, later on down the road, we all like the ceremony. We want the bust. We want all of that. There's differing levels of importance based off of sport. But regardless, the Hall of Fame is a bastion of gatekeeping by definition. Right, that's the whole point. We can't let everybody As in. It should, because, exactly in my because opinion. we're trying. We are trying to honor greatness, but not morality. And so that's where uh, it gets a little blurry in this instance. Even though we have way crappier personality traits that we could be worrying about or discerning away from, we're worried about. Well, they wanted to do do better in their job during this period of time, and we're willing to do X to do so. So I do appreciate your fair perspective on it. Um, I, I don't know if it's fair, but it's a perspective. And, and, but at least it's like it's not, you know, it's it's pretty firm in a stance. And we are we're right now we're talking about the Baseball Hall of Fame. They still haven't made the selections. We are minutes away. Of course, we will update you as the show goes on. I want to get into a, a baseball specific because David Ortiz, although some rumors of like, how did you just start hitting all these home runs with the Red Sox? When I we were in the love league for David so long. Ortiz. One of the best things about my sports resume is that I got to see him hit a home run in person. That is awesome. In but as, as a DH, you know, the argument is, is that don't care. Spent 90% of his career only, you know, he just yep. hits. Don't care. It's, it's big poppy. <laughs> what is baseball today without big poppy in the last 15 years? Honestly, where are we at? What's Boston at? What's the sport if Boston doesn't break the curse? Honestly, because his him as a personality, when you are a bit character on Weekend Update on SNL, Keenan Thompson plays him. He talk, yeah. talks about food. I have a big lunch, the whole bit. That's when you know you've made a, an impact on a sport. I, I don't know why anybody would and now argue against too, it. On yeah. Fox, like as 100%, a percent And that's and he's great. And he's yeah. great. And he's and he's a great personality. I I, I think he's one of the best advocates for this game and so any sort of anyone's oh they're dh you can't do why 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 are you trying to red tape greatness really well if it's a position if it's a position in the sport and you're one of the best like that's the bottom line yeah that's like telling me if you're a good field goal kicker like you're just a kicker it sounds like the next baseball take out of your mouth is going to be well oh otani's bad for the sport yeah it's, it's, it's the same type of people 
I, I really I really hope that David Ortiz gets into it. Hell and, yeah. And he even, deserves it. And like you said, like as a figurehead, to me, what makes this laughable is a couple, what was it, on Friday when I went off on Derek Jeter, yeah. Derek Jeter was a good player. I don't want to make He's no mistake about it. He was a good player. He was a great player. Statistically, he was a good player uh-huh. that was on really great teams. But the reason why he is where he is is he is like the, the he was the face of the sport because he's Derek Jeter. And, number his, two. his figurehead. He played for the Yankees. Yep. Uh, he was a good good person. That terrible There's intangible. There. Yeah, like we are uncomfortable with that. That's why we try to make everything data driven. True, but David Ortiz is like the same type of hundred percent. He's a figurehead. And Just then, because he doesn't stand out in the field and barely move at every pitch, even oh, it's so much more taxing to be out there versus you know the DH thing. And if and Derek Jeter, he I believe he would he miss like two or three votes, like some very small. Everyone voted for him. You have yeah. someone like Barry Bonds, who is the thing that gets emphasized the most, the thing that puts butts in seats, the home run, the long ball. Yep. This man did the only thing he didn't do was win a World Series. That's it. Everything else, the home run leader. That's enough. That's where the conversation ends. He has seven. MVPs. That's that's more MVPs than LeBron James is going to get. That's more than I'm pretty sure it's more than Michael Jordan in basketball. Like, what are we doing here when this is a discussion? Because you guys don't like we're that he took steroids. That's what we're doing. Yeah, that's and what they're doing. These right, you said the sport died. If the sport was dead in the '90s before all these home runs and the long ball and the Big Macs and Sammy Sosa and Mark mm-hmm. McGuire, these writers wouldn't have a job. They profited. They're in the position that they are because of the success of the sport. So for you guys to not like to just try to hold people down and exclude people in the history books, because that's the important part about making it into the Hall of Fame is in history years from now, our our great, great grandkids, they're going to see that. And our first person into the Hall of Fame, uh, they listen to us. David Ortiz. Look at us. Breaking Look news. At us. Sponsored by BetQL. Exactly. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com. Today, breaking news is always, always brought to us by BetQL. That's a great point. I'm so glad that they did this. At least we're doing one thing right, but it is possible to walk and chew gum at the same time for at least brief periods. As a bigger guy, this is a big moment in fat guy sports history. Hell yeah. A fat guy sports guy. Baseball is one of the of only sports where where guys <laughs> of that ilk can find success like that, right? CC Sabathia! Oh, yeah. yeah. What did he eat? A whole be- a box of Lucky Charms before each game or don't something like that? Don't judge how we get ready I to perform judge. athletically. Zero judgment. I used to eat hot dogs in between periods, my I'm going to go get some gushers, Lindsay. Hell, yeah. Good for you. I'm happy for you because we have to get to our break and get to our talk with Joe Ostrowski. That's on the other side. 1140 The Bet. You found the Playmakers, only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. Lizzie and Adrian here on the Playmakers, and joining us on the line is the host of BetQL Daily and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Joe Ostrowski. Insider calls are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sportsbooks don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Joe, how fantastic was that game against the 49ers and the Packers the other day? I mean, just like the pinnacle of existence, basically, right? It was beautiful. I mean, it really was. Like There were some people not invested that was say, you know, that was pretty boring football. No, it wasn't. It wasn't boring at all. It was great. And the jokes on Twitter were even better. You know, getting called Vinny Testa positive 
was a beautiful thing. I could not get enough of it. It was just awesome. And now people are wondering, what's going to happen uh, with Rodgers? Well, the odds are telling us that he will not be the quarterback week one in 2022. I don't know if it's going to be the Jordan Love show, uh, but I enjoyed the whole weekend thoroughly. Uh, we talked about it last week, about it. all those that were crying about these games, the wild card weekend, the playoff expansion, it's not competitive, this stinks. Well, that was the best possible weekend anybody could dream up. The point spreads were telling us this is going to be a great weekend, and it delivered. Uh, the point spreads were there. If you add them up, it was, it was the closest we've ever seen. And for the first time in NFL history, we have four games in the playoffs in one weekend, all decided on the final play. It was a beautiful thing. So you'd say it was a, it was a solid positive weekend for our wager warriors because it's like there's the fan experience and there's the profitability because I know that there was a lot of favoritism that went to the wayside because we had three home teams lose. Yeah, yeah. If you uh, you were betting on the underdogs, you had a pretty good weekend and it, you were looking pretty good in the final moments with Buffalo as well. Uh, you thought you won it, but to, apparently 13 seconds was too much. I. I think there are different rules when it comes to Pat Mahomes and the weapons that he has. And when I saw that there were multiple timeouts and they didn't take any time off the clock with the kickoff on the Buffalo side, I didn't think it was over. How Butker is at Arrowhead, I thought they actually had a chance to get in field goal position and the Bills' defense let them do just that. I took a crazy shot. I looked at the live line right before they started that drive. It was 20-1. to Chiefs on the money line. I needed 10 things to go right, but that actually hit. But uh, that was a lot of fun. Oh, my goodness. You must have been elated. Oh, I was was very happy. I know. I I almost (laughs) want to ask him what's better, that win or having the Packers lose. If if you're asking that question, that's that's a good problem to have, at least in my book. Yeah, that win was pretty good because we knew the Packers were going to lose anyway because this yeah. is what they do. Exactly. So I, but, but to get it over with in the first round and former Bear Robbie Gold to get it done, who's never missed a kick in the playoffs, that, that was excellent. But, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I'm 20 to 1. I got Mahomes, Reed, Tyree Kill, come on, Kelsey. Like, th- that's crazy, especially the way that things finished up. I mean, Mahomes with 188 yards after the two minute warning. It was, it was wild. But, um, and I know it's low-hanging fruit, and everybody's been talking about it. But yeah, for the playoffs, the rule has to change. I mean, that, that's Thank that you. right. Thank the you. The rule has to change. I mean, you have to give Josh Allen that opportunity. Uh, the way everything is set up for offenses to succeed, you can't change things year after year after year. Help the offense. Help the offense. And then say, oh, well, you should have had a stop. Like, no. No, Josh Allen deserved an opportunity to touch the football. I'm not saying you have to do it for the regular season, but at least the playoffs. When you see the stat that 11 playoff games have gone to overtime, and then 10 times of the 11, the winner won the coin toss, I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. Joe, uh, Josh Allen's actually 9-0 in coin tosses, but I guess it doesn't matter when you don't do it when it's important. And you know me. I'm always trying to fix the game. Last week we talked about a referee combine. And this overtime rule, I'm 100% with you. But, like, trying to change that and whether to do it in the playoffs in the regular season, it's like a huge, huge thing that we don't have all day. So I just want to focus specifically on the coin toss itself. Like, if this is how we're going to determine it. Instead of doing a coin toss, wouldn't it have been more entertaining to have Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen 
do the Dr. Pepper challenge? Like, you know, in bowl games when they do it at <laughs> halftime? Wouldn't that have been yes. more fun to see? And instead of 5 and 20 yards, 35 yards out, 40 yards out, like that would have been crazy and more entertaining. Why not a random fan? Joe, you there? Was my question too good? I think I got Maybe. it Maybe. I mean, sometimes we do tend to knock people off of their block with our uh, knowledge base and uh, Let's try inquisitive to go. nature. Okay. Let's try to go back to him and see. Joe, you still there, friend? I'm here. Okay, just checking. We, <laughs> wait, the, we, the answer got super intense. We dropped you there for a second. We're glad that we got you back. Uh, it's okay. We won't go too deep into coin toss logistics. Let's move on to the actual games this weekend. Uh, obviously, you, you mentioned the disposal of weapons that are at the fingertips of Patrick Mahomes, and there are certainly a lot more winning formulas for the Chiefs over the Bengals than the Bengals over the Chiefs, and a lot of it starts with that offensive line for the Bengals. How do you feel about that matchup Ooh. and Joe Burrow's ability to weather through another storm and maybe bring one down the, the stretch there? Yeah, we've got Kansas City favored by a full touchdown. The number sitting here at seven, and the total is 54. The total most notable because uh, uh, many Vegas sports books opened at 50 and a half, and then a few minutes later, they moved it up by three points. That's the avalanche of money that came through on the over with this matchup. And I understand. It, it makes sense because we just saw these two teams in Week 17, Bengals 34, Chiefs 31. What a matchup that was. And uh, Burrow just balled out. 446 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. It was when Jamar Chase really locked up the uh, rookie of the year. 266 yards and three touchdowns. What it was interesting was the Chiefs put up 31, but the receivers were not really involved all that much. Every kill only had 40 yards, and Kelsey only 25 yards. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. I'm, I'm in on the over. I think it's going to keep climbing. If you want to bet the over, I do it sooner rather than later because who knows where this thing ends up closing later on in the week. If I had to pick a side an the AFC one, I, I would go with the Bengals. I would. There's this big assumption that because this is Burrow's first full season and he's made the AFC championship, that don't worry, they're going to fix this offensive line in the next couple of drafts, and he's going to be back. They'll be in the mix, but let's not forget everything that went wrong in the division that allowed the Mm. Bengals to win. And this is Mahomes hosting the AFC championship for the fourth consecutive year. It's like, just, just mark it down. Chiefs are going to be in the AFC Championship every year as long as he's healthy and as long as he has those weapons. We saw Josh Allen. Lamar's an MVP when he's right. Herbert's only going to improve. It's not a given that Burrow's going to be playing in a, in a number of AFC title games. So I would lean to the Bengals, but I, I think the better play here is the over. I'm expecting a, another high-scoring affair. That's a great note to bring to us, Joe, because you're, you're so right. In many ways, this is the best opportunity that, that Joe Burrow has, and we talk a, a lot about those quarterback contracts on the rookie deals and just how that can be your window of opportunity because of the restrictions that caps have. But how about just catching everybody off guard and more specifically the Baltimore Ravens without a running game and, and down the stretch finishing third in the division. You don't want to bet on that, or at least, you know, the greatness emanating from one Mr. Baker Mayfield, right, Adrian? You, you expect that going forward for your <laughs> Browns? Obviously. Uh, Joe, <laughs> any turnover props that we can hammer with the Rams? Because uh, you know that there's going to be an emphasis with it on practice, as if you need to have that at this point of the season. But do you think it'll have that big of an impact on their game plan and therefore the 49ers uh, game plan against uh, the Rams for their third matchup this season? 
Stafford playing much better than I expected. I didn't look like how he looked in the last month of the regular season, but he gets away from Detroit, and all of a sudden he is winning in the postseason. You surround him with more talent, and he is getting the job done. Even though McVay went super conservative and tried to give that game away against the Bucs, yeah. So this number has been going back and forth between three and three and a half. Last check, it is the Rams favored by three and a half. It wouldn't surprise me if that number comes down. Just, just because of the history, uh, last three years, San Francisco has swept the L.A. Rams. They don't have too much home field advantage there uh, with the fans. And, you know, Shanahan has just owned McVay. Now, McVay's been terrific against most of the league, nearly 60% against the spread. But against Shanahan, he's had a tough time. Ten games, he's 3-7 and seven straight up, 3-7 and seven against the spread. We remember a few weeks ago, Going into halftime, when McVeigh's team had the lead, he was 45 and 0 with a halftime lead. Now he's 45 and 1 because they ended up losing that game. Uh, I like San Francisco as long as I'm getting uh, three and a half points in this matchup. Barring health, of course, um, we want to hear that Trent Williams is good to go, and same thing with Debo Samuel, who went down for a little bit in the game at Lambeau. Joe, I have a friend of mine, uh, Nathan, who took a bet at the beginning of the playoffs for the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Uh, he didn't expect for them to be a game away. So he's asking me for advice. And now, in turn, I'm asking you, Joe, does he cash out? Does he hedge his bet? What's the best play? I think so. I'm not one to hedge bets. See, here's the problem. It is very difficult to hedge out of a bet when you're a seven-point underdog. Because what are you going to do? You're going to lay a big number on the Chiefs to win? Yeah. He could if he just wants to lock in a profit at this point. Like, hey, I did very good. I made a smart bet, and I made it all the way to the AFC title game. But if he's thinking that the Chiefs are definitely going to win, that could be a way to go. Unfortunately, what Cincinnati does is they, they start very slow in these games. They have one of the worst DVOAs in the first quarter. And, and I say that because if they were to get out to a lead – he could be in a pretty good spot. You could bet Kansas City on the money line live while they were an underdog. So it's tough to hedge out. Now, if, if, it, if he's good with losing it, if he's all right, I'd ride it out. But if he's just looking for a profit, I would try to figure out some way to, to hedge this bet. It, it really depends on the kind of better that he is. Just finding multiple ways to make ourselves a winner. It's a page right out of the playbook of one Mr. Sean Payton. How does his departure uh, affect <laughs> your view of New Orleans' futures? And just where do you think he's going to land if it's not this year or next year? And why is it the Dallas Cowboys? Yes, it is. It is at some point. It doesn't. Based on what he said today at his press conference, it doesn't sound like it's going to. It's going to be this year. He's going to go in the broadcast booth. I'm curious if he's going to be in the studio or doing games, and he's going to be a superstar. Like, we thought Tony Romo was I hate it, Joe. I hate it so much because I hate him as much as I can without actually hating him as a person. Joe, she's a Vikings fan, remember? Come on, Joe. You know the trauma. (laughs) You know the skull chant even in their loss in the Minneapolis Miracle. He was taunting. It was one of the greatest moments of my sports life was the Minneapolis Miracle, and I can never go back to another NFL game, Joe. So you're going to get in one booth, Drew Brees, and another booth, Sean Payton. This is going to be a problem. Yeah. Yep. We're going to set up video (laughs) cameras, too. It's just 10 years too late. I know. I know. I know. I get it. He'll be good. But he's going to be with the Cowboys. So even if he's good in the the booth for a year or whatever he decides to do, um, he's going to 
he's going to go back and he's going to coach the Cowboys and then he's going to be a legend down there where he's always wanted to be. Well, free up McCarthy I, I for Rodgers too because he's only really uh, been able to win a man. championship under him. So it'll be perfect. Well, I mean, you even have to admit what an upgrade <laughs> that will be when they go from McCarthy to Sean. Neither of our teams had, have had coaches, Joe. It's hilarious the trebuchet that we're launching at other glass houses right now. I know. What are we doing? What are, what, are, what are we even doing? We're just hoping that Aaron Rodgers leaves. Just please leave the NFC North. Yeah, this is exactly, I don't know why he would do that, but please go ahead. This is exactly what the AFC East did when Tom Brady yes. left. You guys are a bunch of Dolphins and Jets fans. 100%. Like, he's finally Someone gone! Someone has to be the Bills. Somebody <laughs> has to ascend. Like, I would probably put more money on the Bears than the Vikings at this point because at least you guys trade up for quarterbacks instead of signing them to big-time free agent deals and having to reshape your roster around that. But time for our mandatory Yeah, yeah the trade-up like Mitchell Trubisky was it, a good trade-up. It's right? okay. We don't talk about that, Joe. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do our, our mandatory uh, hockey question. The Golden Knights and Hurricanes are playing playing tonight the Canes are minus 235 that seems about right but what I like I really like the matchup between uh, the Devils and the Stars and I want to put my money on the New Jersey Devils that are at plus 120 what say you my friend all right Lizzie we have to have a conversation here okay. um, do you like what what's going on with your sport right now <laughs> because there are numbers in the as far as the betting markets that I've never seen before in hockey and maybe it's it's more a statement of the dominance of teams like the Avs yeah, the goal totals at six and a half and six. <laughs> well, just the money line. Yeah, on Saturday, on Saturday, Colorado was minus seven hundred. What? I've never <laughs> seen that before. Yes, last night they were minus three hundred. Minnesota was minus three fifty last night. It's it's insane. Well, they won I mean, eight people... to two, Joe. It seemed like a pretty good bet. I know. Yeah, there, are, there so, are a lot of goals being scored right now. It's a very weird lull that the NHL is going through, and I think uh, they imp- re-implemented those taxi squads, but there's a few teams that are going through those uh, COVID protocols with b- deeper parts of their net-minding core than others, and so I think you're just seeing a lot of inconsistency of true NHL talent sometimes meeting the wrong matchup on the right night. So we're seeing it again tonight. Pittsburgh minus 465. I can't even say it oh without God. laughing. These numbers are just so insane. They're so, playing so well, so, though, Joe, the Penguins. I know. I know. What, what so many people are doing is they're just taking these heavy, heavy fares that think they have no chance of winning, including Carolina tonight, and they're putting them in a money line parlay. Put a few of those together, and uh, you can get some decent odds. That's that's the way a lot of people are handling this right now. And, and I know you guys are forced to uh, – to, to play the, the BetQL commercials. I voiced today's. And oh. I have some bad news for you. I, I have some bad news for you, Lindsay. Oh, no. No bad news. What is it? Uh, the five-star best bet. Any guesses? Is it the one that Any I guesses? just picked the opposite of? <laughs> I don't know what you picked. It's the NBA. Oh, it's the NBA. the NBA. Is it the wolf? Is it involve the Wolves? <laughs> yes. yes. So the, the Wolves are favored by three, and the BetQL model says that the wrong team is favored to win the game. Oh, no. Who are they playing? Uh, at Portland late tonight. Oh, Portland's so, uh, been the- vibing a little bit lately. And there's enough articles uh, about the Minnesota Timberwolves perhaps growing through adversity, at least enough for them to be too full of themselves to probably turn in a crappy performance. I like that. Okay. Oh, you're going against your team. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I have no allegiances. You know better than that at this point. We, we all understand the fandoms that you and I uh, and Adrian uh, inhibit, but we thank you as you always join us on Tuesdays with all of your sports betting knowledge, among other things. 
All right, looking forward to next Tuesday. Uh, we'll have the Super Bowl all set. Absolutely. There he goes. That's Joe Ostrowski, the host of BetQL Daily and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Be sure to listen to the BetQL Daily podcast for more of Joe Ostrowski's analysis. Just search out BetQL wherever you find your podcast. And on the other side, oh, that darn hockey talk is back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You found the Playmakers, only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. Bringing the spookiest of vibes here on the Playmakers. Lindsay and Adrian hanging until 5 p.m. And the Golden Knights here are in warm-up mode or will be in a few minutes because they have a date with the Carolina Hurricanes tonight, Adrian. A little back-to-back? Absolutely back-to-back action. The Golden Knights were victorious yesterday in a one-to-nothing effort over the Washington Capitals, uh, Robin Leonard was able to secure the shutout, but he will be getting rested tonight. Laurent Bossois will be making his return to the cage for the first time since the 2nd of January. Among other players that we have been missing from this lineup, uh, Adrian, and I'll just list this off based off of what Jesse Granger is telling me uh, on Twitter. Carrier, Stevenson, and Stone on the top line. So, yes, Mark Stone has returned from COVID protocol. Second line is Marcheseau, Carlson, and Dodonov. Very uh, important to keep an eye on that line because maybe that's a tryout for what is going to come in the future. Uh, but it also enables them to put back together the third line of Yanmark, Waugh, and Kolasar. Fourth line, Howden, Patrick, Amadio with defensive pairings of Hag and Petrangelo, Theodore, and White Cloud back in the lineup after missing a couple games himself, and McNabb and Coughlin. As I mentioned, Laurent Bossois will be making his start in the Nets tonight. 
Uh, not necessarily surprising back-to-backs. Usually you like to give one to uh, each net minder, especially when you're playing against a team like the Carolina Hurricanes that have had three days to think about their 7-4 loss against the Devils. This is a team that is winning a lot of hockey games, Adrian. Uh, but they are 11, 6, and 1 in one goal games, although in their last five, they're just 2, 2, and 1, and they have losses against Columbus and those New Jersey Devils. Both of them, they gave up a lot of goals in those contests, but they have had some goaltending issues in terms of depth, but not necessarily when Frederick Anderson is in that net. He is 21, 6, and 0. Oh, I think the top record in the NHL and first goalie to reach 20 wins this season, 2.03 goals against average, 9.28 save percentage. That's not just healthy, that's great. Uh, 10, 1, and 0 in the last 11 appearances with numbers that are almost uh, better than what I had just listed. And he's a calm mover of, of a net minor, Adrian. He stays in position. He doesn't usually get outside of himself or outside of the crease. He can get across laterally with his weight intact so he doesn't, like, sprawl and, and get himself into compromising positions so he can get those rebound shots after making a really good initial save. But he is a guy that holds his hands down low and his weight a little bit more back in his feet. And so if you can get him to kind of bite – or even like a shoulder shimmy just to get him to at least make that initial move. That's where you can find his his soft spots is in mistimed shots and uh, and, and going through traffic. And uh, the Canes are, are a team that knows how to generate a lot of that themselves because they're probably the most disciplined squad in this league. Rod Brindamore, who is a former player himself, a former captain, former Stanley Cup winner, Rod the Bod, the legacy precedes itself and especially in the areas of the ice that it matters most, in the four-check area, which they dominate, uh, and therefore they dominate puck possession in the offensive zone. And so that's why they, I think, for the Golden Knights to find success today, that positional discipline near the blue lines, Adrian, is going to be incredibly important because the Carolina Hurricanes love to rush the puck just like the Golden Knights do, but they play a more disciplined style. When you play a more disciplined style, that means you have to think faster than everyone. If that's your routine... I would expect them to be a little bit of ahead of the Golden Knights who do have a tendency to make lazy choices on the ice, be that an errant pass here or there, or maybe just a change at a time where we don't have puck possession and the puck's heading towards our zone. That cannot happen tonight. The Hurricanes will absolutely take advantage of turnovers in the offensive zone off the rush. And so the Golden Knights need to do a better job of physically supporting that puck in case those bounces start to go a little bit. Uh, outside of what we intended and sounder decisions, as I said, of when to go and when to slow play down. Any questions so far? Yeah. So early in the season, we played the Hurricanes. Yep. We were up 2 nothing. We lost 4-2. And granted, that was in November. Yep. A couple weeks ago, we played Pittsburgh. We were up 3 nothing. We ended up losing 5-3. to Yes. What needs to happen for us to prevent these comebacks of other teams? Well, first, the the point that I just made about the mistimed changes and making those better decisions in the second period when the goalie switch ends, and that means that the defensemen have to skate an extra zone essentially to get in position than they would during the first and third period, mm-hmm. that's really where you see teams take advantage of uh, – Teams that aren't necessarily thinking the game at the same level. And it bodes well for for squads that have legs, that have speed. And that's why the Golden Knights try to utilize uh, up-tempo, quick breakouts. Another key, I think, for tonight is breakout expediency. Because if you get caught down low, as I said, the Carolina Hurricanes are such a four-check heavy team. But the Golden Knights sometimes tend to overcomplicate their breakouts where all of a sudden they'll get it probably above the circles and then it'll get stopped and we already have two forwards in the neutral zone because they're ready to go play offense like they have to avoid that because the Carolina Hurricanes will turn that puck over and they'll have somebody waiting on the weak side and they'll just absolutely take your lunch right out from under you so when in doubt you got to glass it out flip passes work too 
And that disciplined hockey, again, it's just you have to help the areas that you have control over. And so that's shift time, that's effort, that's execution, that's discipline, in and out of your 50-50 battles, making sure you're keeping your sticks down because you do not want to send this Carolina Hurricanes to the power play. They are fifth best in the NHL, but they're even better at home. They convert 31% of the time at home, Adrian, which is an obscene, obscene clip, second best in the NHL. And they're also just as formidable on the penalty kill, second in the NHL, 89.9% effectivity at home. And so those special teams uh, notes that we were taking yesterday in terms of, well, we don't really have much to be afraid of in the Washington Capitals. You absolutely have reason to be afraid of uh, when it when it when we're talking about the Carolina Hurricanes, and a lot of it has to do with the Sebastian Ajos of the roster, with Andre Svechnikovs, with the Jacob Slavins, who's who's returned from from COVID recently. That's our their version of Alex Bertrangeli. He's twenty one points on the season. He shuts down their top four, shuts down our top fours. He spearheads the defensive scoring, which a lot of people. Uh, make contributions on that blue line, including including Tony D'Angelo, Brady Shea, all of them. But Jacob Slavin eats minutes for breakfast and makes the right decision, plays the simple game, and I think a dark horse Norris candidate for the best defenseman of the year, although Kale McCarr, I'm sure, will take it home. Somebody has to be third place in that voting, right, Adrian? Yeah. But uh, always keep an eye out for Jesper Fast. He saw always seems to make his presence known somehow, especially against the Golden Knights, but Sebastian Ajo has seven uh, points to lead the team currently four goals three assists against Vegas the team is 22 one and one when he records a point in 14 0 and 0 when he scores a goal but last night or their last game against the Devils they held him without a point so they won so he seems like a pretty good person to key in on especially with how many points he's able to secure on the power play but again one of the deepest lineups in the league and plays the game the right way and is all bought in on themselves, not to mention, well, we already did mention Frederick Anderson, who's playing probably his best hockey uh, ever. And I'm happy to see it because he kind of got run out of town in terms of playing for Toronto last year when Jack Campbell showed up. Breakout expediency. We talked about positional discipline near the blue line. Slot structure is very important. The Canes' top scorers are really, really effective at creating chaos cycles in the middle of the ice and turning pucks over on those half-baked breakout attempts like I mentioned a few minutes ago. The challenge is for Vegas to not overskate their position or cheat out of the D zone. If you take away that cross-zone pass that D'Angelo especially loves to fire over to the likes of Ajo and Sveshnikov on the weak side wing, you're really going to be able to clog up a lot of what makes their offense most effective. But again, that is about those stops and the starts and not getting outside of your game. And the Golden Knights, while they're operating on a one to nothing victory, it's not like they've been rolling with their best stuff. But when you have Mark Stone we, back in the lineup and Zach Whitecloud, those are two names and two hockey brains that I miss when they're not in the lineup versus when they are. And we're on a seven-game road winning streak. Hell yeah, we are. And Hell we're yeah, need we to are. continue that. Carolina, mm-hmm. Panthers, Lightning coming up yep, next. Exactly. Florida, all of that. This but is first, this. our first shift. Yeah. You know, pucks deep, 60-minute effort, the whole bit. And we have a whole nother 60 minutes on the other side of the break here. 1140. The bet! We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.